welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. We have an interesting show for you. We're going to talk about fake photography. Is the future of your photography more reliant on AI programs rather than the shutter and the exposure of your camera? What is the future of photography and is it going to be all fake? Well, there is a stock photography company which has an AI-generated headshot stock library. Available, 100,000 free AI-generated headshots that you can use free for your advertisement. Who is going to sue you or have copyright infringement claims because these people aren't even real? They may look like somebody you know, but technically they are not real. And so you can download these photographs and use them for your art, for your advertisement, for your blog, your website. Maybe the person is your perfect target market. You just go through all these images and this, this one photograph represents the person that you're targeting. And you don't need to pay the model. You don't need to pay the photographer. All you need to do is download the image. There are a number of AI, artificial intelligence programs. I don't know if they're really artificial intelligence. However, there is an algorithm that different factors go through and come out with a result. And they're using these programs in Photoshop, in Google, all over the place to understand and create imagery. And these programs are becoming more and more commonplace these programs are becoming more and more available, which means you, as a creator, an image creator, can create your own scene without actually going to the mountains, to the forest, to the desert. You can just use a program to create the scene that you're looking for. You don't need to scout it. You create it. And then you can create the models. And so you can see, you, you get where all this is going, don't you? Absolutely. Ten years from now is going to look much different than today. Now, the thing is, photography, as we know it today and in the past, is certainly going to have a very specific need, or it's going to be a solution to a very specific problem. Capturing reality, creating imagery of reality. What's reality? You, me, people or any other visual image which is best captured with the camera tool. We have many different tools, maybe a wedding, an event. Obviously, these are scenes and situations that are tough to create. If a scene or a product can be created in the computer easier, well, then we'll do that. But sometimes using a camera is much faster than creating an image via computer. Not always. Some situations, it's much faster in the computer. So there's going to be some sort of a balance. There's going to be a need for the camera. This is why I always talk about your brand. 
the need to create the demand for what you create specifically, not the demand that is out there for a certain genre of photography or certain type of art, but a demand for what you specifically create. And that is going to become more critical over time. There are and will be in the future even more artists that create beautiful scenes using software and programs and their imagination. And they're going to come up with a style that people are going to pay for. And it's going to be very obvious that this image, this visual image, it looks like a photograph, was created by this artist because there are certain style elements. Now, of course, it'll be even easier to copy that style element, but the first person to develop that style will certainly get the credit. Yes, there are always new technologies to counterfeit, but yes, there will be new technologies to protect too. Who knows? That's not what our conversation is about today. Our conversation is about the creation of imagery that traditionally was based on the photographic image that will be created via other means. Now, you can look at this as something that is going to destroy your career, or you can look at it as an opportunity moving forward. There's always going to be traditional photographers. Let's think about it. There are photographers who are making a living and doing well using and creating black and white photography materials, traditional traditional film black and white and printing in a darkroom, and they're making money doing that. There's always going to be a need. How much? Obviously, depends on many factors, but one factor that you have control of is the development of your eye style and brand and who you are and the reputation you develop. Speaking of old school black and white, maybe you are longing for those days, say, wow, you know, the days of Ansel Adams where you just had this purity of photography, black and white photography in the darkroom. But you know, even Ansel Adams he manipulated his images too, and I bet he would use Photoshop, and I bet he would use all of the tools today. I bet you he would. Ansel Adams manipulated his images in the darkroom. He didn't just take that negative and put it in the enlarger and created this big, beautiful image. No, he had to manipulate through dodging and burning, and there's actually a recipe for many, if not all, of his main images and how to go about that to create the look and style and feel of the images that you enjoy today. And the same happens today in Photoshop. Let's think about what is real so many times when we are looking at other people's images. What about the backgrounds? What about the people who, you know, touch up the face, which is probably most of us, right? We use the tools at hand and that's not real. So is all photography fake today anyway? What's the difference if we use the visual elements that we know are available in nature and humankind and just put them in a computer and make up images along the way? Now, obviously, that's not going to satisfy every need. Like I mentioned, people will probably want their photographs created. And there are going to be new ways to have those images created and new ways to manipulate those images. But in Photoshop, we manipulate images all the time. And a lot of times we put our own unique background behind the people, behind the cars, whatever it may be. The days of creating just pure photography, unless you're a photojournalist, have been over probably 
close to a hundred years, if not more, maybe since the very beginning of photography, photography and images were manipulated in some way. So there's always been change in photography and manipulation in photography. And as we move forward, you can be a purist, which is just fine if you wish to be a purist, but know that there are many other opportunities as a visual creator moving forward. Some of you may remember the symbol that I created, the H with the circle around it, representing human-made, kind of like the copyright symbol. I made it a number of years ago, but I'm thinking that it's becoming more and more relevant as we move forward. I think I have a post at roshsillers.com, and if I don't have an updated post, I probably should do one by the end of the year. And just have that as an option, something for us to consider moving forward, just to let people know, hey, this is a human-made creation. And you might expect, as a photographer who can see many of these things affecting his current state and style of photography, to be upset. But I'm not upset. I have watched these changes all along. I first, when I was first in photography, I started off in a darkroom, and I was creating contact sheets and developing film and creating images for the reporters and for the newspapers. However, today, that job is not available at all. Maybe maybe in a small community somewhere. Maybe there's a newspaper that still is run that way. Maybe at a college, a college newspaper possibly. I, I mean, there of course, there are possibly some opportunities to do what I did way back in the day as a photographer, but I had to change. I had to adjust. There was a big jump in the 90s from the beginning of the 90s working in the darkroom to the mid-90s scanning in color film, color images, color prints to the point by the end of the 90s, full-blown digital. Talk about change and quick change. That was 10 years. I don't think photography has changed that much over the last 10 years. I really don't. I mean, obviously, megapixels have gotten better, and obviously, there are some other ways to display, and obviously, distribution is different with social media. A lot has changed, but I'm not sure it's changed quite as much as going from a black-and-white darkroom to full-blown, straight-up digital on a Nikon camera. I really don't. So it's going to continue to grow and change, and you just have to be prepared for it. And that's why I've, I have a number of these podcasts harping on similar points because so many photographers are upset by the changes in technology and how people are underbidding them getting into the field and using the technology just to create images that look as good as theirs. Well, that's not their problem. If their images using the iPhone look as good as yours, that's your problem, not their problem. The fortunate thing is, just like when everything was changing from the darkroom to the digital in the 90s, I had options and opportunities. And as I've mentioned many times before, at the turn of the century, a lot of photographers outright quit when photography was becoming mainstream. And you have those same choices too. It's going to be different, the way in which to create imagery, beautiful imagery. And you can combine these programs with your photography. Just imagine creating beautiful scenes with your imagination. 
and then putting people in front of those scenes. And maybe you can copyright. You can certainly copyright that scene or look. I don't know. Obviously, we have a lot of work to do in that arena because if it's an image and somebody recreates it with their own program on their own computer, what can you do about it? I don't know. So maybe you're going to have to have a certain flair or style using these programs that make it hard for people to do that. Let there be a barrier to entry at some level. Some people may say, oh, that's not photography. And technically, it very well may not be photography, but it has a photographic look. What about those artists that can draw? Have you ever seen those, those drawings that look like photographs? That's amazing. It's not a photograph. It's a drawing. So we're finding more and more ways to come to the same results. And we can all use different tools along the way. And some people may say, well, you know, it's not art. If, if it's, You have to remember this. Years ago, they said photography was not art. And some people, I believe, still do today. And some people will say digital creations are not art. But I'd like to go down to the very basic level is art is really about the intention of creating art for one, but two, the actions that you take and the decisions you make as an artist. And a photographer, you know, had to battle the idea that, oh, it's just a mechanical process. Well, yes, there is a mechanical process related to it. However, there are still a lot of decisions for the photographer to make. Decisions such as how to compose the image, what part of that image are they going to focus the exposure on? What is the average exposure in that image that they feel will help express? And then obviously beyond that, beyond those basic elements of you know shutter speed and aperture, today we have to think about how we're going to process that image afterwards. Are we going to just do a little color correction? Or are we going to do a lot of work on that image, totally manipulating that image as we talked about before? These, every, every click of the mouse or instruction you give to the program is a decision which you have made. And that, in the end, becomes your artistic piece. Now, we can always have the discussion, is it good art or bad art? But I don't like to disqualify anything as art if people are going to present it as art. In other words, it's something that you're to react to, something that makes you think. And so now we have more tools to create imagery that can educate people, make people think, that they can react to. We can create beautiful scenes. We can create horrible, dangerous, ugly scenes. I mean, there's, there's many things that we can do moving forward, which also gives us more responsibility. However, as the photographer, whether you choose to use a camera with film, to use a digital camera and import it via Lightroom, or even manipulate a scene because you're unhappy with the background, maybe you blur it out or change where a fence post is, whatever it may be, you're manipulating, you're changing in ways that couldn't be done maybe 20, 30 years ago. You have tools that people did not have before and new tools are coming along. So I guess what I'm asking you today to do is not be fearful of the new technology. There's going to be more fake everything when it comes down to it. 
when we let computers create. Computers write. I mean, there's so much that's going to be created. And I think we're going to need to really step back and say, okay, I appreciate the convenience of many of the things that are created out there for me. However, I'm also interested in human-made. And as a photographer, I'm interested in creating this type of image. And it could be a combination of the purest and the new technology. No matter what, your future is a combination of current and new technology. Or maybe purely new technology. But it's going to be a combination of different things that's going to separate you from the competition to help you create something that's unique to you, at least for a little while. You have to decide what is fake and real in your photographs. For years, photographers used people who were skilled with the airbrush to brush out blemishes and manipulate the photograph for their clients. There's manipulation everywhere. You just have to decide at what level you want that manipulation to be within your style of work and then let people know. And I think that's going to become more and more of the conversation in photography. How much of it is real and how much of it is fake and in what situations such as photojournalism. Obviously, we want real in photojournalism. But we're going to have to have the conversation. And in some situations, such as maybe art, does it really matter? It's the imagination and vision of the visual creator that maybe matter. And again, style. So there's so much coming to us. Don't be fearful of it. Others have survived these changes. You will survive too if you have an open mind about what's happening. And if I can have an open mind, somebody who's been in the industry a long time can still survive in the photography industry. And you can make it work too. Now, let me be clear. My career has certainly evolved. I'm still a photographer. And most people, a lot of people know me as a photographer, but I have many different areas of media and marketing. I own a marketing company. I work in a lot of different areas. However, photography is still a cornerstone of what I do. And many people live off of the amount of work that I get as a photographer. So I, I don't want to seem like a hypocrite. Believe me, I am out there and getting new clients and new opportunities all the time. So I know what's working and what is not, even though it is not my only source of income. The most important thing is I enjoy what I do every day, educating people, working with clients in the media and marketing fields, creating new photographs and videos that are used both commercially and personally and for my online social presence. I really enjoy what I do every single day. And that's ultimately what I wish for you, to allow you the ability with the knowledge, apply the ideas that I've been sharing with you to the opportunities in front of you, to give you the opportunity to do what you love to do every day. And if you are a creative, visual person and want to be a creative, visual professional, you have opportunities and I don't want you to miss them. 
I don't think there's ever been a time in the history of photography, as I kind of alluded to before, in which photography was easy. Being a photographer was easy. Being in the photography business was easy. Believe me, I've been around long enough to know that every point along the way, photographers were complaining about something. And usually, probably the number one complaint photographers have had all along has to do with technology, making photography more accessible to people. And the more people who have had access to a camera and the technology to create wonderful, beautiful images, the more photographers complained about how many more photographers there are out there and the value of their photography going down. And of course, there's always that question of how are my photographs being used and am I being compensated for those photographs? How you deal with the changes and fake photography that's going to be created, whether you like it or not, moving forward. Are you going to embrace the technology and create something new? Or are you going to just put the camera down and leave the industry? You have the choice here. You can do whatever you want. But there has never been a time in which more imagery has been needed on a day-to-day basis than right now. Yes, the access is everywhere, but what you want to do is create the desire for specifically your work as a photographer. We'll talk to you next time.